Hello, 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 guys! Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia. Don't worry, you are not going to be just seeing and hearing from me in the next forty-five minutes. I have a phenomenal panel with me, but um, it's it's been a very interesting week. Uh, we are back to what we do the best, I think, at Mind Makers, a pure political podcast. And today we are going to talk about a issue um, not discussed a lot in Indian politics. Um, unfortunately, the the reason why we are is because uh, the uh, leader of the Samajwadi Party in UP, Mulayam Singh Yadav, uh, passed away. Our uh, condolences to his family and his party. And we are here to discuss about his life, his legacy, and many aspects that are ignored by the mainstream media it's if we like we were saying we always have a recency bias so many of the things many of the controversial things that he's done in the 90s um have been forgotten and i have a fabulous panel with me to discuss that uh, all of them also happen to be um, mind makers columnists so you can say that we are absolutely biased towards our columnist but uh, without further ado let me introduce our panel today i have with me uh, rohit patania uh, uh, columnist um, uh, thinker and mind makers podcast alum uh, who's 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 who, who with whose we had the fantastic punjab podcast and his perspective on politics i always look forward to i have with me nidhi bahuguna and lavanya shivshankar i'll introduce them both of them separately but the reason i wrote both of them named together because it's their debut on mind podcast so welcome to mind podcast uh, both of you it's yes, great to have you. you thank you um so nidhi is a uh, is a writer a columnist she's written for various portals including mindmaker she talks about uh, various issues including um national security including uh, many 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 issues about uh, uh, about where she's from as well the pahadi issues and we especially want her to talk about that and uttarakhand and what uh, uh, what happened then but i'm not going to say anything now uh, about that uh, lavanya shivshankar is uh, is a columnist as well she talks about a fabulous uh, uh, array of opinions on you know from tech space uh, uh, culture and majority uh, you also write china on your profile so we're going to talk about what you talk about china but she she she's written on a host of issues for mind makers and uh, other platforms and um, uh, uh, she 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 shares a very similar sarcastic bent as i do so please be be be, be well like if if her and i go on tangents about talking in sarcasm terms uh, we are asking for forgiveness rather than permission pehle se but you know uh, getting getting things started right munaim singh yadav right i'm i'm going to go to in each one of you individually to get your perspective on him but i want to talk a little bit about him first and give uh, everyone a perspective of what mulayam singh yadav was essentially he was a he was a seven time member of parliament and he has been an mla for uh, 10 times he's been the chief minister of uttar pradesh um, uh, multiple times the reason i say multiple times is because he was the cm for one and a half year in 1989 then he was uh, uh, the cm in from 1993 to 1995 if i believe that was a, in an alliance with mayawati and uh, you know which collapsed over the whole guest house episode which we'll talk about and then there was the 2003 to 2007 uh, ministry where he incredibly ran a government with 140 mlas uh, how he did that <laughs> is uh, is uh, is a debate within folklore where up 
governments were collapsing with 170 MLAs and 160 MLAs, Mr. Mulayam tried ran it with 140. So uh, let me kick things off here. Lavani, I'll go to you first. Then I'll go to Rohit and Nidhi. Uh, Lavani, what do you, what do you think? What do you make of uh, Mulayam Singh Yadav's thing, um, his legacy? Okay, so uh, I'm definitely not going to be. I mean, I, I, has anybody gotten sued on your podcast? <laughs> no, no. No, no, go for it. But, but, but I want us to talk about his political legacy first before we go into Uttarakhand and others, that is governance okay. legacy. Let's talk about his politics first. And uh, what do you make of that? And, you know, your initial perspective. I'm giving 30 seconds to everyone to give the perspective on Mulayam. Right. So uh, I grew up in Uttar Pradesh uh, in the 90s and the 2000s. So I can... Uh, so, so whatever I'm saying is basically uh, first-hand experience of the kind of change that Mulam Singh Yadav brought to uh, UP politics. And and the thing that I personally remember him most for was that he was an absolute political optionist. He um, started out with, uh, you know, this entire socialist shtick that he was, you know, the champion of this, that, the other. And within, within terms, he would... You know, he would join the Congress, he would go against the BSP, he would join the BSP, go against the BJP, he would join the BJP. It's just, if you go through his career, his political career throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, it's just such a mess. And it kind of tracks with what was happening in India at the center as well. But uh, he kind of sort of, you know, he, he brought the entire um, the entire cauldron uh, to Uttar Pradesh, which had caste, which had uh, faith-based, communal-based, uh, you know, profiling um, and, and opportunism. And, and there was this absolute disregard for uh, the final things which Uttar Pradesh used to be known for, education, culture, you know. So um, I hear a lot of people, sorry, this is just a bit of a, sidetrack from his completely political thing it kind of ties in with how he was as a politician he uh used his um you know his championing of hindi uh as a kind of weapon and he said you know i'm 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 a son of the soil i'm going to be communicating in hindi if you want to all uh communication from the pradesh government is going to go out in hindi but actually what that was simply was that he was unable to communicate to a vast a swathe of people who were, you know, in Uttar Pradesh at that time. He just didn't know how to communicate with them. He didn't know what to uh, do with their aspirations. He didn't know how to handle them, how to manage them. And therefore, he just completely shifted his focus, you know, using Hindi as a weapon. And then he just abandoned that as well. And then he went back to exactly what he was, which is, you know, a bottom of the barrel guy who kind of climbs up and then, you know, forms alliances at will. And then reaches the top and then, you know, he just keeps striving to, you know, uh, so, so I hope the mental image that I have of him, which is like a rat, which is like sitting in, you know, striving and saying, okay, what, what, what can I, how can I go to that piece of cheese and not get trapped? I, I hope that kind of comes out because for me, uh, he exemplifies the, uh, the awful coalition morass that we were in, in the 90s and the early uh, 2000s yeah. and how uh, in particular the Congress party sort of exploited it to remain in power uh, for as long as it did. Absol- absolutely. It's, 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 it's very interesting. And, and let's not forget, he became the defense minister of India for a few months he, he, in those 90s. Oh, dear Lord, for two whole years, he was the defense yeah, minister. Yeah, two years. And yes. I've heard people say that, you know, he, uh, he was the one who kind of uh, brought this um, custom of, uh, you know, taking the, uh, uh, the bodies of uh, 
the guys who had given up their lives for us uh, to be escorted to their homes. But um, you know, in 2016, I remember correct. I, I absolutely remember this. In 2016, this guy actually went up to one of his, uh, you know, to those ceremonies. He used to get invited to those college ceremonies. I don't know what they got out of it. And he actually said, uh, you know, I uh, went back, went slow on Beaufort's paperwork because I thought the guns worked pretty well. So I, I didn't go on and do anything against Rajiv Gandhi. And I, I remember reading it and thinking, you know, is is there is there somebody who is because he had join hands with VP Singh. He had yeah. joined hands. He had gone against Sonia Gandhi. And here he is admitting that when I was the defense minister, I actually went as slow as I possibly could on the Bofors cases because, you know, hey, I could not, not just that. He, th that's why I called him a legacy of contradictions. And I'm going to go to uh, Rohit next on this. Um, what is interesting is he, in 1998, he is the single person who actually prevented Sonia Gandhi from becoming the prime minister of India. Right. So he did this with Rajiv Gandhi, but 98, when Sonia, when Vajpayee lost the government by one vote, Bulayam essentially did one of his famous U-turns. Right. And since uh, Lavanya, we, we, we've talked that you talk about China. Right. Uh, what is interesting is his position in Tibet. Right. So he, he he's actually supported a sovereign Tibet on the floor of the house in the parliament. He said, Pakistan is not our enemy. China is. And so India should reclaim its uh, stand on sovereign Tibet. It's it's weird. Like, that, I honestly don't know what that person stood for, right? And as a defense minister, one would think that what were his positioning in the 90s? Because I do believe that the IK Gujral prime ministership was sort of disastrous for Indian intelligence services, right? And he was the uh, uh, defense minister at that time. So what, what went on, right? Um, I, I don't know, and that that remains to be seen, and and we'll we'll get to that. But again, I don't want to get into uh, digressions. Uh, I want to stick to the political part. So, Rohit, I want to come to you. That, let's talk about Mulam's legacy, building off from where Lavanya said. You you were talking about uh, when we were talking talking offline. You were talking about this quote that you wanted to share, right? That you knew about, and then the the nineties the nineties in Uttar Pradesh, what they stood for, and uh, you know. Uh, was was UP in the 90s the jungle raj before Bihar when Mulayam was the CM? Yeah. Yes. Thanks for the opportunity, Adit. And honestly, uh, I just to start off, uh, there's a very interesting anecdote about Mulayam Singh Yadav. So everybody knows that he was the champion wrestler of his times. Uh, he was famous for something called the uh, Charkhi Pachhad. So Charkhi Pachhad basically means when you're swinging the opponent round and round like a snake, uh, so to speak. Now, what it means is that, uh, and it was said that this is a skill that he carried even into Indian politics. So, when you think about it, he was a master of turning around and flipping at the same time without you even realizing that he's made the flip. On the issue of national security, everybody remembers the bodies being brought to uh, villages as an order being passed by Mulayam Singh. People have conveniently forgotten that he was, and it was under his chief ministership that. Uh, Simi was able to regroup as the Indian Mujahideen in Uttar Pradesh. And this is on record. Even the Prime Minister of India who today, Mr. Narendra Modi, as the Chief Minister, during his campaign speeches in 2008 and 9, mentioned this specifically. Even in 2012, he said this. And you can go and check all the records. The After the Ahmedabad blast of 2008, the crack, the crack that opened the that the lead that opened the uh, case basically why that cracked the case wide open it eventually went and traced back to eastern up 
most people don't remember that and eastern up is supposed to be the god of mulayam singh yadav and his family in every sense so keeping that aside even in the on the issue of law and order and this is something again people have forgotten the within a few months of mulayam singh yadav coming to power in 2002 or 2003 uh 2002 3 yeah uh the son of adobe india ceo was kidnapped for a ransom and in that era everybody believed that kidnapping hai to sapa ka aadmi hai it was a no it was sort of an open dirty secret that used to float everywhere in it, across the northern belt or for that matter with even a couple of months after that another child of another it company this time it was microsofts that got kidnapped for ransom and this kind of targeting because they were quote unquote rich people easy i would say easy gooses that laid golden eggs industrialization of western up fell back by a decade because the minute the law and order situation worsened everybody packed the bags and left and that is why gurgaon benefit much gurgaon in haryana benefited much more at least kidnapping to nahi hoti thi that was what the people used to say here they just pick you or a child up and they will ask you for ransom left right and center and and, and it was a, it was a very strange time rohit too because if you if you remember aas paas kon tha haryana ke aas paas so it was punjab who was having struggles of its own in the 90s you know where kps gill was trying to quell the situation and on the other side you had western up which was being run by mulam and at that time up was very politically unstable so you had bjp as the dominant force but then bjp's government gets um uh, uh, uh essentially uh, 365 was uh, uh, th- sorry 356 uh, the government was dismissed after ram janmabhoomi after babri masjid and then mulayam kims comes with mayawati and the whole guest house thing happened and i want to come to that but before that uh, uh, let me go to nidhi because she hasn't spoken yet and then i'll come to you rohit so uh, nidhi your perspective about mulayam and then if you want to talk about mulayam through the 90s Yeah, uh, I think I'm very uh, suited to speak about this because I belong to Meerut, mm. and I'm married uh, into Uttarakhand. Mm. So in the '90s, uh, when Mulayam came, I was studying in Sophia Girls School, and I remember that we had people stoning our school because it was English medium school. And then oh, he started. What people have forgotten? <laughs> yeah, and what people have forgotten is. That in 1990s he said, "Okay, we'll allow cheating, because Kalyan Singh was very strict about cheating. So he said, 'Okay, everybody will be allowed to cheat.' We have forgotten that, and that put back the education system of UP. And then when the protests started for the for the separate state of Uttarakhand, uh, people have forgotten that from first September, uh, it uh, 1994 it started." the killing started and he just uses police like just to kill people he had no compassion and i remember living in meerut everybody knew about what he was doing and as a young girl in meerut we were told not to go into many areas uh, police would not register a complaint if a hindu girl was teased by a yadav <laughs> or a peaceful and that is you can ask anybody living in meerut that time or anybody living in up that time the law and order was that bad the teachers could not catch students for cheating 
you could not i mean i have never gone now after yogi has come we go out in the evenings i do not remember ever leaving my house after 6 o'clock in the evening when i was in meerut and uh, then when we start discussing the rampur tiraha i will tell you much more than what all happened in uttarakhand so yeah no so no no this? absolutely so i want to talk a little bit about before i come to uh, rohit next and then lavanya the anti copying act of 1992 because you actually gave me a great segue because that's what i was going to talk about so it was the brainchild of the current minister of defense mr rajnath singh who was the then minister of education who who mm. who him and kalyan singh were essentially uh, uh, you know brought it together basically it stopped the practice of mass copying in schools and you know what it meant was that uh, exam it allowed the police to actually come into the rooms to conduct checks but the minute the samajwadi party and the bsp came into coalition the next year they repealed the act and that that what you're saying see hota kya hai ki once you have enabled and then you you cannot un, unwind this right so the minute you repealed it you give uh, the bahubalis the local goons the basically them to, to come and do whatever they want and that was the biggest problem so um so that that happened right but rohit uh, let's let's go so now this is that we come to the 93 95 coalition right where uh, kanshiram after doing his whole sapnath nagnath thing finally decided to go into alliance with mulayamnath right and then uh, and then uh, the government was pathetic but then that culminated in a very horrific guest house scandal where i it's been written about i think uh, we've had a, a fantastic uh, piece on it as well which talks about bramdad dwivedi the then bjp mla uh, who took blows for mayavati uh, when the samajwadi uh, the alleged sp workers were you know kind uh, so rohit would you like to tell about a little bit about that and then what happened and then then mulayam yeah. goes into national so, uh, to put it in context uh, the bjp's star was and everybody in the opposition space so called secular parties were worried as to how we can get this government going so apparently and this is what the bbc uh, has also said in a video about this issue and has been documented in some books as well some businessmen who were close to samajwadi party and bahujan samaj party simultaneously essentially got the two parties elders uh, kashiram and mulayam singh to come together and form a coalition though it was well understood that since mulayam singh was carrying forward the legacy of choudhry charan singh which was a virulently anti dalit party in every sense uh, he himself was a very anti dalit uh, leader despite all we talk about him that is choudhry charan singh that this was a coalition of uh, contradictions in many ways however because there were some business interests backing it it happened the deal breaker eventually turned out to be the way mayawati who was made the in charge of the coalition used to target the government on a daily basis and that is why there was a vendetta element that came into the picture when it was about attacking mayawati in that guest house scandal that happened that year and of course mayawati somehow survived but look at it this way mayawati also was defended by the bjp but mayawati and mulayam both signified one very interesting thing of their era they were never even if when it came to saving their lives they always went back and backstabbed the very people who saved them or helped them if the 2002 government of mulayam singh yadav could survive for so long it was only because the bjp never pulled the opposition you know the no confidence motion ever if you ever if you think about it he never had the numbers and yet 
they it is said that there was some kind of strange understanding with the bjp and he backstabbed the bjp in 2004 by not even coming forward to support the party yeah and it's it's fascinating and um, i'm coming to you lavanya next so it was it was a note and this is i'm quoting from an indian express piece it was a note by the then very influential officer pannalal punia or pl punia that was given mm-hmm. to mulayam singh yadav that essentially said that mayawati was pulling out of the government i mean or so forth that changed his demeanor right now pl punia then went very close to mayawati and then now he's a member of the uh, indian national congress so it's it's fascinating you know political political uh, watchers like us uh, thrive on such uh, political uh, stories but it's it's it's, a, it's 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 essentially a game of chess and at that time bsp the, when the sp uh, or the alleged sp workers were getting or some whoever workers were attacking mayawati it was bjp mlas bramdit bivedi and certain bjp workers they stepped in the way and escorted mayawati to safety because it is said that the way the mob was they didn't even know if mayawati was going to survive so that is why after kanchiram it was said ki bsp or sp ki alliance to ho hi nahi sakti because mayawati has personally faced the wrath it was the same way what jayalalitha faced after mgr died and um, that she has you know uh, uh, some parts of the admk and dmk there is never going to be any conciliation but uh, moving moving but then of course uh, uh, you know political opportunism has its own thing and they did join hands after all in 2019 but it didn't work so lavani i'm coming to you then let's move from mm-hmm. the 90s to the late 90s and then that will give us our gateway to rampur tiraha and then mm-hmm. the last part of the podcast i'm going to talk about his post legacy as well so mm-hmm. what do you view what do you view on uh, mulayam singh yadav's role in the late 90s because that, that was a very interesting he grows into national limelight because when the vp singh uh, not vp singh i'm sorry when the hd devagowda government ye third front mein vp singh itna ghus gaya hai ki by default your option is vp singh <laughs> when you talk about third front but hd devagowda's government in 1996 <clears throat> both lalu and mulayam played a big role in propping him up and it is said by a lot of political watchers ki when they were debating ki cm kon banega aur pm kon banega it was people cancelling each other so lalu would say mulayam nahi ban sakta mulayam would say lalu nahi ban sakta and that way people cancelled each other till devagowda was the only one remaining in the room and he's like isko bana dete pm because no one is against devagowda becoming the pm so that's how he, he became the prime minister but those two three years you know mulayam was uh, uh, talking about that so what do you how do you view his legacy then as as a national politician and do you think that because he got that national prominence a lot of his scandals in uttar pradesh were forgotten because of that see first uh, uh when he was the rm the raksha mantri uh he was there for two years but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm like, like I said, if anybody has been sued, I want to be, I want to be told beforehand. So, uh, what he was trying to do as uh, the RM was uh, figure out if he can create a kind of Praetorian guard for himself, and um, you know that is beholden to him rather than the country. Uh, a, a Praetorian guard kind of a thing, which is comprised, which you know, which is comprised of his his own caste, and the minute you start getting caste into something like Uh, the forces which are expected to be neutral and defend the country you know your entire the the entire um, your thought process becomes very clear to anybody who's watching that for you the only way the only path the via media for you to be anything is caste so um, 
between these two egregious, uh, you know, the, the the parasites of Indian politics, Lalu and Mulam, uh, there's this, uh, I'm going a little uh, back to uh, the mid-90s, uh, or, or actually the Ratyatra time. Uh, so Lalu was the one who stopped uh, Mr. Advani from uh, entering, uh, from going on to Uttar Pradesh because he was stopped in Bihar itself. At Samastipur. And, hmm. At Samastipur. And uh, um, Lalu said that, you know, uh, apart from the fact that, you know, it's, it's I can't let anything happen to the structure. Uh, he said that the BJP was trying to raise the profile of Ram over Krishna. When you read something like this, or you hear something like this, you know, something inside you dies at a mitochondrial level. You're like, what, what are these people even thinking? Yeah. You know, because to uh, ward off Mandal is uh, the, the only thing that stands is to bring all the Hindus together under an overarching cause, which is, you know, either something like the Ratyatra or something like what Mr. Modi did, which is bring people together uh, with the promise of economic prosperity. So, um, so you know that was that. That's the whole thing that these guys have set between themselves, and they are at all points of time, uh, you know, playing off each other. They're not letting each other gain the kind of prominence that they should. And uh, Lalu is actually widely, like you said, credited for not letting Mulayam uh, proceed any further than the RM, because um, at all points he would veto his uh, his ascent. And all his old cronies, you know, the the, the entire VP Singh circle, Chandrasekhar, the, the, the entire mm. rogues gallery was so against Mulayam getting any further because they were all based out of Uttar Pradesh. Yes, so the absolutely. Whole, the whole, uh, yes, so the whole coalition morass, like I said before, was so mm. centered on Uttar Pradesh and Mulayam Singh Yadav was right in the middle of it. So, no, and uh, I would like just, to... Huh. No, I agree with you, Lavanya. Sorry, I'm, I don't mean to cut you short. I want, I'm, I'm going to go to Nidhi for just a quick point and then yeah. because I want to move to uh, Rampur Thera. I think uh-huh. you you are right on uh, what you're saying is his obsession with, you know, looking everything from the prism of, you know, electoral politics and stuff. But I think his defense minister issues was not because of any malaise as much as, as much as he was so focused on winning Uttar Pradesh that he thought, ke bhai, even here my caste politics will come in so I have to go to Uttar Pradesh saying that, see, these two vote banks I favored even when I was defense minister. Again, I'm not playing a defense for Mulayam Singh Yadav, but I think that is what that is where that warped thinking comes from, that even though you are a central minister, you are still thinking of only that I will CM in five years. And scarily as it may seem so, he became CM in five because in 98, he stopped being the uh, CM in 2003, he was the CM. So it is it is unbelievable uh, on, um, on on the, on that uh, course. But before I get to uh, back to you, Lavanya, uh, Nidhi, your uh, point on the late nineties uh, uh, thing, and then we'll we'll jump to the next uh, uh, sort of uh, phase in Mulayam's career. Yeah. So what Mulayam did was he gave so much. Uh, he told the Yadavs and the Muslims that you choose me, and you get a power, a pie in the power. So nearly all the police people, all the promotions were either of Yadavs or of Muslims. So he he got himself a vote bank, which was very, which you could not break. Because all the teachers, all the government in the state government, everything was done for Yadavs and for Muslims. They were allowed to encroach land. They were allowed to build masjids. They were allowed to do anything. You couldn't file a file an FIR. They would come and they would kabza fire zameen, and you couldn't you couldn't do anything. People were helpless, and the other people were so disunited 
they were so fearful they said okay, okay let us hang on to these people at least we'll get a part of the pie so when he became a defense minister he just told them see i'm trying to make a i'm trying there also to get reservations for you all though he knew very well he could not do it but then he put that hope in people i remember i used to wonder why are people voting for him when there is nothing we had no water we had we had our own you know i'll tell you our life in up used to be no electricity so we all had our inverters and we all had generators we all had our bore wells dug in we had our hand pumps because there was hardly any municipal supply roads were broken you couldn't go out of the house and the education system was so broken that everybody aspired to come to delhi or to go to bombay to study so even then people are voting for him because they said okay we vote for mulayam the yadavs were voting then all the assorted people around the yadavs were voting this is how he managed to make a vote bank that did not crumble for years and that's how he yeah, I, came back to power sorry um, in that and he actually used yeah 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 no no please go ahead lavanya <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered because Nidhi kind of yeah, reminded yeah. me uh, that I was thinking I was uh, thinking to bring it up uh, because in two thousand three, I remember there was this uh, other um, cost dynamic that he had coined called Ajgar. I don't know if you guys remember. That was supposed to be um, a here yes, yes. Jat G is Gujar yeah. and R is Rashtrut. Yeah. So apart from the M Y, yeah. apart from the M Y that he had, he also coined this Ajgar term. I mean, yeah. I can't get any more. <laughs> whatever than this and i also remember that because of this entire ajgar thing you are right i won't go deeper uh, probably nidhi will take uh, it up later mm. but he released a lot of porter accused won't go into any details over there because i'm not sure oh. how that works out but he i remember he released a lot of porter accused because of this ajgar thing and there was this yeah. uh, you know there was a tussle of uh, so the law and order that she's talking about nidhi is a direct fallout of his Uh, you know that that coalition the new caste coalitions that he was trying sorry back to you no no yeah absolutely i think it's ajgar is um, ahir jat gurjar and rajput like you said that and was the co- coalition that he created this is a hindustan hindustan uh, article uh, which says that they were uh, ditching strategy in 2022 and starting this new gajab initiative i don't know what is gajab but <laughs> read, read, read that hindustan times article i am not this is yeah this is before gujar ahir he must have put gujar Ha no it is gurjar gurjar jats and brahmins no and brahmins so it's yeah. called gajab yeah so ha huh. you know what's and, the ultimate part uh, people have sort of forgotten that in 1993 when uh, and by the way this is their victory of mayawati and mulayam is always overhyped because they barely crossed what the bjp had received in terms of the total number of seats that time so it was actually bjp was still the largest party by far in the assembly vidhan sabha yeah. And the slogan that came up was "Mile Mulayam Kashi Ram, Hawa Me Ud Gaye, Jai Shri Ram." Shri Ram. Hmm. Hmm. So people should remember what is the base of these people. This is from a man who came to have worked with Dr. Ram, Ram Manohar Rohia, who had a lot of lot of respect for Lord Ram, hmm. all the people. So I mean, opportunist to the core in that sense. And it reminded me of one very funny story that I heard once from somebody who spent a considerable amount of their life in Bundelkhand. Uh, working mm. there as a uh, field injury uh, mm. activist, Bundelkhand had such a high crime rate, uh, mostly shielded by the Samajwadi Party, that even if you sold a buffalo, you would get kidnapped for feroti. 
ఉండింది ki bjp actually in 93 it got 177 seats in 96 it got 174 seats so till kalyan singh was in charge of the up bjp and was the default leader the bjp actually did very well in uttar pradesh right because you had a strong leader and then kalyan singh would apart from getting the usual bjp because bjp would do very very well within the upper caste vote bank as well but then kalyan singh would also ensure that you get uh, uh, um, uh, the uh, the loath vote the obc vote as well so mm. it was doing well now come to 2002 and what people forget is it, between 99 and 2002 kalyan singh was sidelined right he opened his own party and then he rebelled and stuff that is why mulayam and mulayam got 143 seats not because and be, between 1997 and 2002 bjp also did their uh, uh, musical chairs where they had um, uh, uh, ram prakash gupta rajnath singh and kalyan singh all being cms for like yeah. two two years each mm-hmm. so i, I mm-hmm. and then you had this bizarre sort of stuff where mulayam singh had uh, 143 seats but with descendant descend uh, with dissidents from bsp who had 98 seats at that time and in fact if if one may argue bjp got the raw, raw end of the deal of the coalition in 2002 they they formed yeah. the government and then come to 2004 general elections mulayam singh gets 39 out of 80 seats like he had no yeah. business getting 39 mps right and and bjp gets reduced to 10 then they realize the folly and then kalyan singh is i think narendra modi in 2014 realized the folly ki we cannot make the same mistakes as 2033 so 10 years later the first thing he does is gets kalyan singh into the bjp because he was the to use a very new age term the og leader of up bjp yeah, he was yeah, the original yeah. guy who would have who built a coalition that can win of course yogi to abhi hai but you know he built on kalyan singh's legacy essentially yeah. so, so in uh, fact vanya uh, ji and nidhi ji would also remember uh, hmm. one of the choices of the three chief ministers in that time was a man called ram prakash gupta hmm. who was the butt of jokes for his uh, dementia problems I mean, oh my God. you made a man, a man who had a dementia problem clearly evident as the chief minister of a, of the largest state of India in terms of population or geography. I mean, it can't get worse than that as one of the choices. Yeah, and he was he was very old. I mean, he passed away. I think three or four years after he became the CM of Uttar Pradesh. So he was he, he was he had did have, but he was a stalwart leader of BJP. But then again, क्या होता था कि there were so many factions within BJP. So they were you know plus the national BJP and the state BJP had their own thing. So Rajnath Singh was first transferred to national, then brought back to the state. So it was uh, completely uh, madness going on. Essentially, if you lost the 2004 elections, it was because of four states. Uttar Pradesh, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, and uh, 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 and West Bengal. You these four states essentially BJP where they had a chance of scoring little bit. They blanked out in most, and uh, they went from 
basically sweeping the slates in 1999 to completely getting uh, wiped off the slate. So that was the 2004 election. Uh, coming to you, Lavanya, um, be- before 2004 was the whole Uttarakhand, Rampur, Teraha thing. So I want you and uh, Nidhi to talk about that before Rohit and I come in. So you've written a fabulous piece. I think we plugged that uh, the day very yeah. recently as well. So can you talk a little bit about what happened? Because so many people are not aware of that massacre. So, uh, so this, uh, so so a couple of uh, issues that have plagued the hills uh, of Uttarakhand uh, remain. One of them was what was called the money order economy then, which is the guys go out to work, and uh, or they go to the plains to work, or they go to big cities to work, and the women are left to fend for themselves. So everything that happens, all the social revolutions and everything, if you notice, are all led by women. They're all led by older people. Uh, they're all led and, and, you know, kids play an important role because it's pretty much everybody except uh, men of age because they're all out earning, uh, earning their keep. So um, I think the, the, uh, the immediate kind of impetus was obviously Mandal. Uh, they had a recommended OBC reservation and uh, Uttarakhand basically has a a higher percentage of uh, upper caste than other other yeah. areas of, uh, of, of, of the country. Absolutely. So uh, there was this whole yeah. feeling that uh, if you want OBC reservation to the extent as recommended by Mandal, by the Mandal Commission, uh, you will have to be, the, the, the people from the plains will have to be adjusted in the hill areas. And that would be eating yeah. up into whatever little government jobs that they had. So it started from there, the, the, the tinderbox basically, uh, was this uh, was this entire uh, move by Mulan Singh But as Nidhi was saying, there was this whole um, there was this whole thing that he had been trying for a while, which was kind of oppress the state into uh, following his orders. And um, he, he was particularly yeah. so he was a part of the Janta Dal at that time, if you remember, guys. Uh, you know, this very early nineties, uh, yeah. around the time of the uh, Rathyatra. So he was he was Absolutely. particularly oppressive towards the hills, and he had yeah. some very loose, very you know, very. Um, it, it's frankly uh, demeaning for me to even repeat them. Very loose remarks on uh, people of the hills, Papa which Haris. kind of made you think. Yeah. A, a, a for Paharis, which kind of made you think that you know, is this man ever going to be standing up for us? And just as our luck would have yeah. it, he just went on being in power. Mm. And uh, the first yeah. chance that he got, um, he you know he he went on with this uh, whole. Uh, uh, so uh, I remember uh, this was 1994. Nidhi, correct me if I'm wrong. Which is when yeah. the Khatima thing. Yeah, happened. 1994. Yeah, first September for the Khatima thing. Yeah, correct. First September so, Khatima. Uh, yeah, Khatima. Ah. And then there was Second Masuri was immediately Masuri. after that. Second was yeah. Masuri. Yeah. And uh, this yeah. is this is, you know, a chief minister who is regularly opening fire, who's regularly telling his yes. policemen to open fire on his own fire. citizens when they are protesting. Yes. And uh, yeah. they had been asking, agitating for a separate state for a while. These are all activists. And when I say activists, yeah. I don't mean activists like, you know, Meera Patkar. I mean, general, yeah. actual, genuine activists, people who are drawn from the ranks of uh, the citizenry. Villages, and um, yeah. uh, Correct. And, and you have these guys uh, being told by Mulam Singh Yadav to open fire and they are deaths galore. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you have official numbers like, okay, you know, 20 for something, 25 for something. But actually, if you go and ask people who have suffered yeah. his reign, they will tell you that the numbers were obscene. There were people who'd go missing yeah. and they still haven't been found. Yeah. You have no idea where they yes. were, you know, they were vanished. You have no they idea where they, they are. 
We still have one person I, in Masuri who still hasn't been mm, found. Yes. There you go. And I remember there was this uh, quote in my. Uh, let me pull it up for a sec, guys. Sorry, uh, old age. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember there's this a quote from this guy who was in uh, the UNHCR. And he said yeah. that uh, he didn't understand why the government was doing this in Uttarakhand because in Kashmir you could understand there was a full-fledged insurgency at that time, but in Uttarakhand these yeah. were their own people. These were people who were not who were just agitating for a separate state within the Indian Union. They were not saying that we want to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was very different yeah. from the Kashmir insurgency. Uh, the, the, yeah. But uh, the the oppression that Malam Singh Yadav had opened on us was, you know, was, was, was tremendous. And then uh, immediately after that, in 1994, was this Rampur thing. And uh, the thing that you yeah. remember most about this is that entire imagery of that, that, that path where the buses were traveling, the bus mm -hmm. full of Uttarakhand activists, women, mm -hmm. men, yeah. They were traveling. That was a tiraha, which yeah. means it's a it's a trifurcation in the road. Yeah. And he had got his yeah. buses, the buses of the UP roadways, to be parked to seal off the exits. So these were preparations that were made beforehand. Yeah. It is impossible that as the chief minister of yeah. you know both the areas, hills and the plains, he had no mm. idea about it. Of course he did. And then he, when these when yeah. these exits are blocked and the buses are trapped inside, he literally gives him the 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 order to go and gun them down. Bundo, that that those were his words, which which the people yeah. the activists who were there repeated. Mm. Now most people focus on the way mm. you know the women were uh, kind of treated, but actually it was a full fledged mm. massacre. So there were people dying. There were yeah. people who were being gunned at by policemen and the PAC people yeah. who were who they expected to save them, right? To protect them. You expect the state to protect you. When you're yes. going to protest against the state and you're non-violent, yeah. there were there were altercations, there were uh, they, you know there were words being exchanged, but there was no, you know, there was no rifle, there were no people, you know, uh, blowing uh, CRPF uh, convoys up. There were no snipers, uh, you know, offing the army guys. Yeah. There, there was nothing like that at all. There was no violence. There was no physical bloody violence at all. And then at that time, you have the sitting chief minister ordering his entire security yes. apparatus to go and start gunning these guys down in cold blood. Uh, no, it and, was and rightfully the, the, the turning the, point of the Uttarakhand state formation movement. Yeah. The, and, the, uh, the yeah. scary part is, the scary part is, I think uh, uh, they admit they uh, the CBI examined witnesses and stuff, and then there was some panel uh, by Mulayam Singh that had an ex-judge, uh, I think, who said the force was reasonable or something like that. Some Correct. ridiculous yes, stuff like yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, I mean, that, that's yeah. the scary part, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that yeah. it was absolutely a sham. And yeah. um, <clears throat> I think, uh, Nidhi, I'm coming to you next. Uh, uh, I think, you know, thank just, you, Lavanya. Ah, uh, please, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fin finish up I, and then I'll come to Nidhi. Yeah. Correct. I, I just wanted to make one thing clear here yeah. that P.V. Narasimha Rao was the prime minister then and he was also the defense minister during this, this, this particular time. And he canceled yeah. the leaves of the Garhwal yeah. and Kumau Regiment Jawan so that they could not mm. go back and join really? the protest yeah. or do something yeah yes so you know um, yeah. nobody comes out a, a saint but some people come out you know really worse than others and pivina simara was one of them okay over to you i now. think no and i think there is a bigger problem here also right yeah. um because at, again like what i talk about recency bias people forget 
that 20 25 years ago because there was no social media and media too was controlled by like five people 10 people who were hell bent on portraying mulayam singh yadav as the savior of the uh, 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 uttar pradesh right so mulayam and lalu oppressed. are the oppressed, yeah. the oppressed. so mulayam and lalu are yeah. the two most underreported yeah. politicians in uh, india if you count the criminal acts committed by their alleged yes. supporters right yes. i mean how many today talk about the shilpi gautam case or the champa biswas yeah. case and the insane amount of uh, yeah. uh, controversies yeah. right mai yeah. to i mean i won't even yeah. talk about this guys look up online just read about what happened to shilpi you read about what what champa biswas alleged and it will shock you right so in uh, and then you I have these shows of this case adit of uh, the jessica lal murder hmm. right ah, and then yeah, yeah. followed by the nitish katara case hmm. ha ah, yes yes right. so one of the accused was actually yeah. a very famous local politician son from western up main naam to nahi lunga but uh, he was also heavily patronized yeah. by the samajwadi uh, party under mulayam singh everybody knew that everybody knew. so i mean that's the problem right like abhi mai yeah. and then instead yeah. you have propaganda shows now uh, glorifying the reign of rabdi devi that somehow she took on uh, uh, lalu prasad yadav and i'm like goodness gracious i was like his her own family members were named as you know accused in certain things yeah. but nidhi uh, i go on tangents ye politics padhne ka yahi problem hai ki you end up going on tangents because sab bahar aa jata hai but nidhi your yes. take on this whole rampur tiraha yeah. and And moving forward to his legacy after, and then uh, I'll go to Rohit next to talk about the post two thousand seven phase. After which we'll wrap up the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? Uh, exactly what Lavanya said. We have only two point five percent OBCs in Uttarakhand, and when this whole Mandal Commission came, there was this fear that whatever jobs uh, the Uttarakhand people were getting, they will also not go. and uttarakhand uh, before that had a very successful chipko movement where we, where the villagers unpar villagers simple villagers they enforced a uh, cutting of tree ban then after that they also stopped mining in masuri so all the uh, revenue that used to go to the up government even that was lessened so uh, and also i feel that after the ayodhya kar sevak firing he was glorified he was glorified as a strict administrator so it was just one step further he just thought the only way to stop uh, uttarakhand from going away from up was by force first september it started second step september peaceful if you come to uttarakhand and you meet the people of the villages they are very very harmless people so they were just doing what they have been doing like in chipko movement when they were stopping the mines peaceful protests and suddenly in khatima uh, police uh, killed lots of protesters then they went behind them these people were hiding the students were hiding in houses it was a reign of terror if you ask the finance the uh, today's finance minister up uh, uttarakhand ka premchand agarwal he was also hounded he had to hide for days people had uh, like it was a reign of terror second september it happened here second october it happened on rampur tiraha the saddest part is lots of women did not report that they were raped because of that un dino because that's feeling ke bhi their unka izzat khatam ho jayegi and uh, after that still the orgy continued in shrinagar garhwal not the kashmir shrinagar shrinagar garhwal students were protesting on a island and he let loose his police on that island 
and they killed i think about 24 or 25 people on that island yeah. we they that is not yeah. covered anywhere so this went on till end of yeah. october True. till november and it was just terror there was terror in the hills when my father in law used to tell those days that people would not open their mouths there was so much of cid and all going on <laughs> that students were people have sent the children away from uttarakhand so that they would not be arrested so this is yeah. my take on him and after that people here are strong they were convinced that we have to fight and finally and uh, one more thing i'll tell you in 1954 the proposal to separate the hill states from uttar from uttar pradesh was passed and throughout the 70s people of uttarakhand knew that they are being exploited because their forests were being cut for up then their mines were being uh, uh, exploited for up so that it was a very it was a grassroots movement Yeah, and, so very uh, very similar to what Jharkhand also yeah. alleged about Bihar that the mining was being misused by yeah. the Bihar sort of government. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it is just that he thought because he was hailed as a strong administrator post the Karsevak shooting, he thought that is the only way he could do it. And there is no empathy in him. He treated Garhwalis and Gumaunis like dirt. he did not respect them he did not think that their lives were worth anything only a person with that mindset could kill so many people harmless unarmed people and the orgy continued for nearly 2 months <laughs> and and the, those pages of history months, sadly yeah. sadly have been forgotten yeah. thank you lavanya yeah. and nidhi for sharing this yeah. couldn't have been uh, easy to share yeah. this um rohit i'm yeah. moving yeah. from there if anything you want to say on that to the two post 2004 avatar of mulayam because there mulayam had forgotten that he was used to be anti congress at one point of time or tab that that was the time of amar singh because people have even forgotten yeah, how, yeah, clo- yeah. how close amar singh was then and essentially was running the samajwadi party and See, um, in fact since you mention amar singh uh, it's very pertinent to point out a couple of interesting aspects to mulayam singh yadav's personality one was of course the fact that he had an amazing personal rapport with everybody across the board which is one of the reasons why you never got bad press about that man personally Uh, as an example there is this very funny anecdote that i often quote to people so very few people know that uh, mr surjit singh barnala who was the chief minister of punjab during the heydays of terror eventually with his government getting suspended had gotten so exasperated with the state of affairs that he had run back to lucknow where he spent most of his schooling and college days just to you know take a breather but he had taken no security posse not a single document to prove his identity and got thrown in jail Really? And at that time, yeah, and at that time, Mulayam Singh Yadav was the chief minister, and he kept saying, "I need, I am S S Parnala, the chief minister of Punjab. I need to talk to Mulayam Singh Yadav in his like really subcontinental educated accent English." And uh, these policemen were like, "Who the hell is this man? Pagal Adavi, Amara is putande all the time." Eventually, they saw, they thought that try kar lete hain and. Mulayam Singh Yadav personally went to the police station to uh, free Mr. Barnala. Saying Barnala, sir, what are you doing here? That was the kind of uh, rapport he had de- developed with everybody, being in the yeah. center at the Lok, in the Lok Sabha and all mm-hmm. that. So that tells mm-hmm. you a bit about the kind of approachability Man, people saw in him generally at an individual level. I, ironic, 
Ironically, just to add one thing, since we talked about mm-hmm. Uttarakhand, Mr. Barnala became the first governor when Uttarakhand was created in 2000 till 2003. Yeah. <laughs> just to exactly. tie our podcast in a very strange sort of way. Yeah. Huh, go on. Uh, but on the other hand, he also had a big weakness. In the name of propping leaders across castes and communities, he pushed for his personal friends and all of more than often looked over their shortcomings. Two characters, Amar Singh and uh, Azam Khan, are names that you can never forget that have been introduced by Mulayam Singh Yadav into India into Uttar Pradesh politics in a way none could imagine. Mm-hmm. Akhilesh Yadav once said about Amar Singh that my father used to sleep on the ground. And it was Amar Singh who taught him how to sleep in an air-conditioned room on a bed. <laughs> so when you hear that kind of uh, story about him, and the yeah. fact that Amar Singh was always the dirty, uh, uh, you know, tricks department politician for the Samajwadi Party in many ways, hmm. you realize what Mulayam Singh Yadav's uh, politics was probably about behind the veneer of being son of the soil. Hmm. Azam Khan, everybody knows his terror reign, Rampur hmm. me, and yet. we all know what uh, have all he's done uh, in 2016 or 17 i believe it was murayam singh yadav's birthday and azam khan had ordered a special buggy or a cart a horse cart from london and when mm-hmm. journalists asked him ki aapka paisa kahan se hai hame taliban ne paisa diya was the way he mocked the uh, journalists to exp- to you know basically wish them away from asking questions about the lavish Some that are being spent for his birthday celebrations for his dear friend Mulayam Singh Yadav. And, and, and at that time, it was very interesting. There was a group of friends: uh, uh, Amar Singh, Subrata Roy Sahara, Anil Ambani, and a certain yes. Mr. Bachchan who turned eighty yes. yesterday. Uh, where Mulayam yeah. Singh Yadav was there. People forget in the two thousand seven wedding of Mr. Abhishek Bachchan yes. and Ashwarya Rai, Mulayam Singh Yadav also showed up. Then, so Amir Singh, Amar yes. Singh was very close to the Bachchan family. <laughs> so this is, I mean, you know, in the past twelve years, Mr. Bachchan is the lone survivor. Of that group and yeah. everything else, and and the ultimate dal badlu in that sense, Congress, Samajwadi Party, and up to no, I every think fifteen years, nineteen eighty seven, he was an elected <laughs> Congress MP. When the whole Bhopal yeah, yeah, scandal yeah. happened, by then, by two thousand three four, he was uh, Samajwadi Party again. But I think Mr. But but Jaya Bachchan is still a Samajwadi Party MP, so I don't think they've yeah, completely broken exactly. ties off with that. Never broken. Uh, and uh, very theatrical when it comes to her Lok Sabha performances as well. Uh, <laughs> If if you don't believe True. me, please please just uh, on YouTube just see what Samajwadi uh, she has to say on that. But it's very interesting. So Amar Singh, of course, broke away with uh, Samajwadi Party yeah. in the last few. And uh, for that matter, but... Jaya Prada being introduced into politics. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, of Amar Singh. Oh yes. So I mean, the kind I, I, of bizarre I, I, experiments that these people conducted in at the cost of UP's. No, no, and it was it was just... something strange. And, and he he and Jaya Prada contested on Congress tickets in Lok Sabha in 2019, where Sri yeah. Devi was campaigning for Jaya Prada, and he said, "Election ke baad I will get Madhuri Dixit to campaign here," or some 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 bizarre statements that he made. Oh, Amar Singh. Ha. <laughs> so I mean, these are the kind. So, but in... into. I remember clearly in 2004 when um, the UPA government was being formed and they were thinking that seats कहाँ से आएंगे without invitation Amar Singh showed up in 2004 and gifted all his 39 MPs as an outside support to the and it was a strange 14 years where both BSP and SP were giving outside support to the Congress whenever there would be a problem with the government दोनों आ जाते थे बचाने के लिए um, so yes. uh, 
moving to the last part of the podcast and lavanya i'm coming to you next um you know i have to tell a very funny anecdote 2002-3 mein there was a no confidence motion that was issued that was one of my first times when i was starting viewing the parliamentary procedures live right so mm. 2002-3 mein there was a no confidence motion issued by the uh, atal uh, by sonia gandhi against the vajpayee government and everyone knew it was going to fail so sushma swaraj was defending on top uh, uh, the government and she kept mm. saying mulayam bhai and uh, ye meri baat suno mulayam bhai meri baat sunen mulayam singh yadav was obviously in the opposition and uh, manohar joshi was the speaker so something they were going back and forth and somnath chatterjee suddenly go up suddenly got up and said are both of you listen to me so manohar joshi goes ye bhai bahan ki ladai mein papa kahan se khade ho gaye and the whole house just burst out <laughs> so it is, it is one thing i will give them mulayam singh credit and others was the, they did have that old world humor that is being missed now and that they yes they have a legacy which is quite terrible which we must discuss but i wish the current parliament also has that level of you know camaraderie or something where they can joke about uh, these things each other in the middle of the no confidence motion and i'll i'll, I'll save that clip it's actually bjp has tweeted out uh, that entire exchange debate so i'll maybe i'll uh, cut it out and uh, uh, show it that so lavanya your closing remarks and then i'll go to nidhi and rohit so i have two things actually one was his uh, his so i i heard somewhere that you know he was he he was responsible for uh, letting mr manmohan singh's nuclear deal you know come through and i just remembered uh, yeah, obviously you can't just keep uh, you know expressing it all the time but uh, dimple yadav uh, at very uh, fortuitously at that exact time was reminded that she had disproportionate assets by the cbi uh when the whole nuclear deal thing was going on mm-hmm. and i also remember that no no we don't that, we don't call uh, that lavanya we we'll say there was a disproportionate focus on dimple yadav by the assets in cbi by the i absolutely actually i i stand corrected <laughs> and i also remember that uh, uh, that there was a the us senator who was pushing the deal most was one joseph biden so i think uh, there is a yeah. there is a, an imperative on us to kind of you know us back off the the nuclear deal and let it be uh, mr yadav's uh, shining uh, legacy but i'll come back to um, to uh, my assessment of i, I mean I've, i've already given you my assessment of mr yadav but there there's one thing that stands out and um, i hope this doesn't continue which is that mr yadav both both mulayam singh and lalu yadav were painted by the english language press as being you know harmless buffoons that kind of swept under the carpet their rise through absolute hardcore hard knuckle bare knuckled criminalizing you know what i'm saying and um uh, their longevity their entire you know this entire n- uh, narrative that got built up around them it started and and um, if if you look at the way um um if you look at the way these guys were um, um um trying to buy the press that yash bharti thing stands out actually uh, the most and then you see that this yeah. is all out of the 1960s 70s 80s congress i playbook right this is buying journalism if the journalist doesn't agree with you burn him which is something that the sp guys had done i think in 20 14 or 15 it has to be 15 2015 uh, you know and this entire nepotism thing that he passes his mantle on to akhilesh 
even though there was his brother lurking in the background, people knew that Akhilesh was going to be his in, uh, his heir, and uh, they kind of accepted it. You know, there, there was there was no uh, protest against it. Nobody said, you know, this is not meritorious. They sort of expected him to be the nepotist that he was. But all of this was straight out of the Congress playbook, and. By the time the 2000s kind of ended and the 2010s rolled in, all of this had become dated. And that mercifully, that the fact that they were employing these dated tactics kind of mercifully led to their demise, led to the irrelevance of Mulayam Singh Yadav and uh, kind of, uh, you know, rid Uttar Pradesh of this, this entire, that, that horrible era of coalition and, you know, everybody are, uh, snitching on any, everybody else and ratting on everybody else and, you know, breaking up and uh, reforming and everything. So uh, um, in the end, uh, you've been very kind in calling him a study in contradictions. Uh, I think I would, uh, I would, I would remember him as the butcher of his own people. He was just a a, a, a brown version of General Dyer, as someone told, as someone said. I think it was Shwedang, who's also one of your uh, regular panelists. Yeah, yeah. So just a brown version of General Dyer. You, you always and, get kudos uh, for quoting Mindmakers columnist on Mindmakers podcast, Lavanya. Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. Go for it. Yeah. I'm more loyal than Mulan Si Yadav ever was. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it. I'm, you know, uh, he was outdated. Yeah. He was irrelevant. He was pushed to the side. And yeah. uh, he kind of just, you know, he had it coming and Also represented a very interesting uh, generation in Indian politics where they made sure that Baki state mein kuch bhi ho, their own, their own area always sort of saw some sort of development or some sort of fold. So Mulayam Singh had his Republic of Sefai uh, and Jaswant mm. Nagar. Sharad Pawar had his Republic of Baramati. I always call them republics within republics, right? Charan Singh and Ajit Singh had their, uh, uh, you know, areas in UP as well, Bagpat area, mm-hmm. right? So you, it, it was very interesting. So, or as a kitne log hai within Indian politics at that time uh, who do that. So Nidhi, I'll go to you next for closing remarks and we'll end with Rohit's uh, closing points. Nidhi, yes. So I would just say because that was a very uh, sad area, sad time in our Indian politics when hmm. just on the basis of a little vote bank, of hmm. a fixed vote bank, you could blackmail, you could strike negotiations, you could get positions like RM and others. And now when the delivery started, when the Modi era politics started and people began getting delivery of things irrespective of the vote their vote bank when that we don't have to stick on with the neta at least in up it has happened in uttarakhand it has happened when people began getting deliveries of basics before that they never got it only if you were a supporter of the ruling party would you get some crumbs so when you began getting your rights delivered to your door that is when these people became weak otherwise uh, they had you know with Say with about say twelve uh, percent vote bank, you could aspire to become the RM. No, no, absolutely. Fortunately, I never. I think this will never repeat after the Modi era. Such cynical politicians will not be. They will not have a foothold in politics. <laughs> is my reading. <laughs> No, no, and thank and you. and yeah. they, they no, no. Thank, thank you for fascinating points. These janta parivar uh, 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 
joker joke alliance is also so in 2016 or 17 they tried to merge again right so where uh, <laughs> you had lalu prasad yadav nitish kumar who is now back with the janta parivar then you had hd devagoda uh, mulayam singh yadav uh, you had uh, kamal murarka who has his own party just himself because wo chandrashekar ke sath tha to aur koi bacha hi nahi hai unki party mein right because neeraj yeah. shekar is also with bjp yeah. now um, so they are all trying to merge and yeah. my my thing was ke bhai okay if you are trying to merge what is going to work mulayam singh yadav uh, and nitish lalu campaign for jds in karnataka or will devagowda less uh, address rallies in chapra and in uh, bundelkhand i mean what it, so the, the whole concept yeah. was outdated True. essentially it was like ki bhai we are tigers of our own turf we don't yeah. have a common binding national ideology so they would come up with this bankham of either uh, anti congressism with socialism at its core or anti bjp Jepism with socialism as its core. Whenever it's uh, sorry with secularism, their level of secularism at its core. Whenever it suited them, and of course this was absolutely ridiculous. But Mulayam was the fountainhead of these uh, janta experiments. So Rohit, with that in mind, I'll give the last yes. floor to you before we wrap up the podcast. Your perspective and what Mulayam Singh Yadav is. I'm very happy that you brought up this janta story because if you look at the broader socialist politics of the 70s and 80s in particular. the so called successors of dr ramanohar lohia had certain traits about them which can persisted till the very end of their political careers one of which was an absolute uh, criminality being introduced into politics now mind you mulayam singh yadav himself had survived an assassination attempt in the 70s uh, with a with a bit of brain being put behind it by asking his supporters to shout ki are wo to netaji to mar gaye types if you remember the story very well i am sure everybody must have heard of that story but if you look at what the kind of people netaji propped in the politics of up the number of bahubalis that were brought in you know the atik ansaris the uh, or similar to lalu's shahabuddin's you had a variety of you know strong men being brought people like amar mani tripathi who had murdered a poet uh, madhumita shukla uh, because uh, she they i mean she had become pregnant in an illegitimate relation in an extramarital relationship and even then you know uh, such people essentially being pushed forward or for that matter the fact that mulayam singh himself was no was one of was considered to be the man who ordered the attack on mayawati by her, by his henchmen um i mean in a way it's good to see that at least in uttar pradesh if not in bihar entirely that era of politics will probably be a thing of the past in another few years and though i mean the kind of personal charisma that the man carried there was a slogan in the old days about him jiska jalwa kayam hai uska naam mulayam hai so and whether we like it or not he still remains an enigma for a lot of people in this country no no and the the, the scary part is i think uh, amarmani tripathi's son was given a ticket to uh, uh, uh as an mla i think he still if i'm not mistaken uh, um he 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 won as an independent i think uh, mla in 2017 and he is actually having a, by the samajwadi party there yeah he is having his own sort of uh, uh case going on with about his own wife and so forth so i mean it it it, it it's it's kind of um, crazy what uh, uh what they've done um it's a legacy like the reason i said legacy of contradictions is because it's also contradictory how people media 
uh, everyone remembers them. Uh, but hopefully we were able to share some perspective on this. Uh, and I thank you all for joining. Usually we do a uh, book recommendation at the end, but I would recommend guys for this podcast, uh, one book will not do justice. Please read at least 40 to 50 pieces which actually chronicle the guest house situation, what happened, the whole issues with Amar Mani Tripathi, yes. the whole DP Yadav controversy that also happened that we forget about, right? There were many, the whole culture of Bahubalis that existed in UP in the 90s and um, the state suffered as a result of that, right? Because people would start, rather than thinking about the state, there were Bahubalis thinking about the districts and so forth, right? Or Vahi, uh, it was said that you were thinking way more localized than other issues. But with this podcast, I hope we sh- sh- were able to shed rights on some issues. I mean, I know um, we were four of us, so I mean, the time was always limited. But I really appreciate Nidhi Bahuguna, Rohit Pathania, and Lavanya Shivshankar for joining this podcast. Thank you Thank guys you so, so much. much. And um, uh, we apologize for the uh, uh, for the, uh, uh, the connection going up and down, but we were able to get you the whole podcast. And uh, that please write to us, share, <clears throat> like, share, subscribe, follow everyone on Twitter. We would have tagged everyone on that. Subscribe to our YouTube show, uh, like the show as well. But we'll be back uh, next week with more. Till then, it's uh, goodbye and um, thank you for joining us.